What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Justin Ledger Show. I'm very excited about today's episode as we've got Justin Andrews of Mind Pump on for an awesome hour-long interview. If you haven't heard of Mind Pump, it's a fitness podcast that's exploding in popularity and transcending the industry. It's hosted by Justin, Sal Stefano, and Adam Schaefer, with each bringing extensive experience in the field and their own unique perspectives to the table. They aren't afraid to go against the grain, and I think that's hard to come by in an industry with so many false narratives. So whether you're a fan of Mind Pump, a fitness enthusiast, or someone who wants to start focusing more on your health, this is a conversation you won't want to miss. So let's get into it. Here's Mind Pump's Justin Andrews. All right, I'm very happy to welcome on Justin Andrews of Mind Pump. Uh, it's kind enough to give us some time today. He's a very busy man out there uh, doing mind pump things. I mean, all three, all four of you guys are very busy lately. I know that. Uh, so what are you guys yep. been up to? Oh, everything. I mean, we're, uh, we just actually finished. Uh, I just told you about writing our new program up yep. here. This is what we do a lot of times is uh, we try to kind of go somewhere where uh, we all kind of get our creative juices flowing get yep. away from the family a little bit. And, uh, you know, that way we're able to kind of buckle down and, and, and get creative and figure this out. So we're excited with this new one uh, that we just crafted. Awesome. Uh, so I wanted to have you on because I found your podcast probably, I would say like, we'll say like six to eight months ago, somewhere around there, probably in the summertime. And, you know, I've been lifting for probably like 10 years, if I had to guess. And, when, when you live for that amount of time, you think you have all the answers, right? You think, oh, all I got to do is I got to go. I got to just do my exercise, get out of there. And if I see a little bit of gains, I know what I'm doing. I don't need anyone to tell me. So you guys completely changed my perspective on that. I think you've changed, at this point, millions of people's perspectives on that, which is crazy to say. I want, you to, I want you to just tell me like the story of Mind Pump, the evolution into what it's become today. I know you've probably had to tell the story a million times, so you don't need to get too far <laughs> into it, but I still am interested in just how it came to be. That's okay. I mean, honestly, the story changes all the time, so <laughs> it's kind yeah, of I'm cool sure. to re revisit it a little bit. Uh, yeah. We were actually up here, we were going through a little bit of nostalgia, looking at pictures and kind of going through the timeline of, you know, how how we got to where we were and, and these milestones that we hit. So um, honestly, it all started because we were all kind of guided into different fitness, um, fitness businesses and, and parts of the industry um, that we all were passionate about. And uh, we all have different backgrounds, by the way, which actually, I think it creates a lot of the flavor of, of what we kind of figured out on the show. For sure. Um, and, uh, so we all kind of did our own thing forever. And then I just randomly connected with Adam. He's another one of the hosts and, um, I used to work for him. And so he was my manager when I was at 24 hour fitness. So 24 hour fitness is kind of like what we all, uh, we all hold that together. So we all went yeah. through that same kind of, uh, a company and, and, and all had that in common and we're sort of the top producers there. And so we've kind of loosely heard of each other uh, anyways from the beginning by just reading this DPR where every time we kind of were real competitive with who's the best and who's, oh, who's yeah. crushing it out there, right? So Sal was one of those guys that we had heard of and then never met him though in person. Um, and I started working with Adam and kind of pulled him out of the marijuana industry uh, to come back to fitness. 
and we were working on things and connected with Sal because somebody had had just patched us together. And so we we met with him and what he was doing with with his maps anabolic program we really liked and he got into that and kind of presented it to us and anyway we just got to talking and we were like man we have way too much in common and there's just the, the common thread is that everybody's confused out there uh, right. all of our clients come in and it's like we have to sort of unpack all the bad information that they were receiving out there um, one at a time. And, and it, it was just frustrating because it's like, we never get somebody coming in excited with a good foundation to kind of work right. with. We have to, you know, sort of backtrack through everything. Um, and so these became longer conversations and um, we were both kind of simultaneously working on two different businesses. Sal was doing his thing with Doug, which Doug was his client. And they were working together on trying to create this online program. And, um, we were were working on our version, which was like going to be on an app uh, format, and so Adam and I were working on that, and then we just kind of, you know, melded melded everything together uh, at a certain point. But um, we we just found that we just there was just way too many conversations that would keep going and going, and that the best platform for this was podcasting, and it was super new at the time. I mean, it was probably like the second wave. Right. Which, if you try to podcast starting now, it's yeah. like really difficult. It's right? tough. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we actually got somewhat the the timing was was lucky because it was sort of um, you know on on that 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 sort of second wave where we were able to get a lot of attention um, because we were saying things that nobody else were at the time, right? And uh, and we got on what's hot and. Um, and then from there, we just started to kind of pick up steam and, and have this sort of cult like following uh, that um, we thought was just in our local area. But all of a sudden now, like, you know, it was kind of spreading around the world and we were getting messages. And so it just started to kind of just build in real slowly, like a, like a snowball effect. So yeah. it wasn't like an overnight thing by any means. I mean, we, we were grinding and uh, we thought we were the best. Uh, right from the beginning, which is, you know, totally. That's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> bunch, of, bunch of cocky assholes, you know, but uh, we just felt like there was so much we needed to teach people. Right. Uh, and try to have fun at the same time. So I think that's like been the whole formula of what we've been trying to accomplish is just, just to get as much information sort of spoon fed with some sugar in there. So it's not, it's not so dry and boring and, and uh, you know, it's definitely science-based, but it's not, it's not like you're sitting through a lecture. Right. So uh, it, it sounds like everything has gone pretty smoothly for you guys, but has there been anything behind the scenes that's like, you know, we, we, we had this hiccup and that kind of almost tore this whole thing apart or were there any blowups, uh, anything like any roadblocks along the way? Because I, I believe me, I've, I've started podcasts other than this one before, and then things just didn't work out because you and a co-host can't get along or you're not on the same page time-wise, something like that. Has there anything ever been anything like that? Um, I mean, we've, we have had knockdown fights. Uh, I mean, there's, there's four of us, right. And we're right. all very opinionated and, uh, like, I, I hate to use the word alpha, but like, we all like have like a pretty firm idea of how we want things to go. Like I have a very right. clear vision of what I want to bring in. Sal has a very clear vision of he, you know, where he wants to go, Adam, Doug. So we all have this kind of push pull 
relationship, but the unique part of it all is that we view it as a team and uh, we just want the right answer to emerge. So we want, we want to win. And so whoever actually um, wins out in terms of their idea, we're going to all just now jump ship and buy into that idea. So that's been an incredibly unique uh, aspect that we all share. And I think that's why we've stayed together so long is because we have this like really deep mutual respect for each other. Um, and, uh, but to be honest, I mean, it's been rocky at times. And, and to answer your question, uh, we actually initially started with four hosts and that was one time where we didn't even get off the ground launched yet. We did like 10, 12 episodes we yeah. pre-recorded and we were going to launch and uh, at the time, uh, our friend Craig, he was sponsored by all these big companies and, um, and they told him that our content was a little too dicey, too rocky. Uh, <laughs> and, and so they did, he, he just got, you know, he got afraid of, of the backlash and to lose his sponsorships. And so he decided to drop out. Um, and you know, it, it is what it is, but that actually really just, just pulled us in even tighter um as, as a group and so that was one thing where we realized oh wow like no we're gonna we're gonna just press way past a lot of these uh challenges that come our way because that's just how we all are wired uh and so um we've had a couple other sort of hiccups and things where um but not again nothing like so devastating where somebody wants to leave or right. uh, start their own thing or um, yeah, it hasn't got to that point. So thankfully, um, it's, we, we talk it out. It might be heated, but we talk it out. So, um, yeah, that's, that's definitely, uh, there's conflict, but it, it, it ends up in resolve most of the time. Well, I was definitely going to mention the fact that you guys are not afraid to go against the grain. I mean, you guys will push against all the mainstream narratives, doesn't not even just fitness. I mean, non-fitness uh, news that comes up, whether it's COVID or really anything else. I mean, you guys aren't afraid yeah. to kind of needle people and, and that might rub people the wrong way, but you guys are authentic. And I think that's a big part of what blew you guys up, really, because so many people are so hard, so, are trying so hard to be something that they're not. You guys are. Yeah. How, how much pushback has there been uh, since you guys became very popular and you're willing to push that narrative? Because we're seeing what's going on with like Joe Rogan and all these popular yeah. podcasters right now. I mean, they're the people are really just trying to cancel anyone who tries to speak against the narrative. So what's what's kind of your opinion on that? Um, you know, it's it, it hasn't been fun. I'll, right. I'll, I'll just say that right now. Um, and in the beginning, there's been there's been moments where we all just kind of collectively meet and and discuss like how we're going to handle things uh in terms of what we're going to present and if we really are going to touch some of these politically volatile subjects and um we know that we get bad reviews from people if we even have opinions about anything so it's one of those things that we've just evolved over time to where we understand how each other thinks to the point where I trust what Adam's going to say. I trust what Sal's going to say. I trust myself to present our opinion or, or just certain facts that we've read that are out there um, that we feel people haven't been exposed to yet because 
a lot of times like we just get in this bubble where we're just getting fed all the same news. Um, we're watching all the same TV channels. We're going to places like, uh, you know, the hospital schools and everybody's has a sort of a, um, a heightened fear around a lot of, um, you know, what's going on. And so, you know, it, it sort of pushes people in a certain direction to just focus on certain content. And so I, and I struggle with it because, you know, my wife was a nurse and uh, she retired actually before all this kind of went down. And um, the timing on there. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I, 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 I tell that every day. I'm like, oh, we're so fortunate oh God. that uh, we got you out of there. Um, but even, I mean, even amongst my own family, this has been, and this is why this has been so hard is because I just want to pay attention to uh, facts. I want to pay right. attention to where I can find, um, you know, these studies that are unbiased and that's really hard to do. Right. So I, I, I try, what I try to do now is empathize more with people because I understand they'll have the same kind of intensity that we do because we actually have to present this stuff to people. Right. right. Um, and so they probably haven't done the legwork to look at all of um, these these points of, of data and look at, look at, uh, look through and, and, and really like take your time to analyze and critically think your way through uh, a lot of these without any kind of fear and emotion driving it. So um, yeah, so it's important though, because like you said, there's not a lot of people that will go against the grain anymore. And that scares me because it's, <laughs> It's just, it's one of those things that if we don't talk about it, then that's one less voice. And yeah. there's one less sort of wall of resistance of like, hey, wait, let's slow down. Like, that's all I'm asking. Like, slow down and, and you know, don't force things on, you know, people, on me, on like, let's, let's really critically think our way through this. And so that's been our energy towards all these subject matters. And, and um, really we, it's frustrating because um, some people don't realize how passionate we are about helping people. Right. Um, and it really, that's the, the mission of our entire company. That's the mission of, of our podcast is to provide people with tools that they can live a successful, healthy, vibrant life. Yeah. Um, and that's really the motivation. That's it. <laughs> There's no like, republican democratic libertarian there's like there's no agenda other right. than i i want my family to thrive be healthy be safe i want your family to do the same um i understand there's disagreements with uh what you've heard or read but let's talk about it that's what i'm asking let's just talk about it discuss it all the way through and we will all come to the conclusion that's closer to truth. Yeah. Otherwise we're not, we're just like, it, it reminds me of when you, I don't know, like some parents, like thankfully my parents weren't really like this, but you know, uh, you, you ask them a question and just do it because I said so. <laughs> and like, that doesn't work. I'm not a yeah. child. So that's my, that's my little rant about that. Um, but yeah, we're not afraid, man. That's just the thing. Like the, the beauty of it is we're not bound to sponsors. A lot of our sponsors appreciate us for, 
you know, our voice and, and for how we use it because they know it's coming from a good place. They're not going to like <laughs> put their stamp on everything we say, right. which is totally cool. But again, we're not bound to that to where uh, we filter ourselves. Um, and so that's, that's unique. You know, not a lot of people Absolutely. have a job where they, where they can, where they're not dependent on that money. Um, where they, where they put those standards where like you have to do this or you get fired like we just don't have that circumstance and i feel for people that do so just it, it's so important now um and and unfortunately i feel compelled more so than before um and, and i feel like we're finding our voice too so definitely uh through all this stress and, and hardship everybody's gone through i think uh you know we've really we've really started to understand what's going on and um and, and we try our best to only drip it in uh so we don't overwhelm people because i know um they just want to go back to normal work right like let's all just chill out and like so that's where i want to go to um but uh yeah it's like 90 percent fitness though so don't get me wrong like we, for sure <laughs> yeah and uh and as for the fitness stuff uh, that's a good segue because uh, you don't just push against mainstream stuff in the news. You push against mainstream stuff in the media. That's, you know, that's fitness related. What mainstream narratives do you think that you guys have pushed against that you had the most pushback for? And then how, how would you explain like why you're pushing back against them in terms of fitness or the mainstream media, uh, in terms of fitness. So like, for example, cardio, you guys are big on like, you don't need to do yeah. cardio five days a week to lose weight. And that's something that when I'm in conversations with people, they're like, what do you mean cardio? That's how you lose weight. But you guys are big on resistance training. So that would be an example. Right? Yeah, that's a great example. Uh, which is yeah, that was probably where my head would go first between that and fasting. So let's right. cover those two, right? So cardio is everybody's sacred cow for burning fat. Um, and this is just something that we had to talk a lot of clients through this process because of all of the videos, all of <laughs> like what they, what they would, the class setting. So everything that um, a lot of our clients kind of went through in terms of trying to lose body fat uh, revolved around cardiovascular training, aerobics and like group training. Um, and so we've, we've tried our best to present other options. Like, so our whole thing is, is you want to make sure that what your goal is, like, if I'm trying to get towards a goal, I want to get there in the most effective, efficient way possible. And I want to do it in a smart, um, calculated way. Uh, and there's actual science around this stuff. Um, and it, which is frustrating because, you know, fitness and health is something that if most people can think of fitness and health and they think I just can go run or I can just stop eating so much right. and then I'm good. Right. <laughs> and it's like, yes. Uh, also, there's probably a, a way better way to do that. If you want to keep muscle, if you want to uh, look a certain way, like actually lose body fat, not lose muscle um, and not um, have your metabolism totally uh, go down uh, super low and, and, you know, limit the amount of calories you can even eat. Uh, and it's sort of this, it's this, this, this rough experience that we see a lot of people go through 
where they get to that point where they've lost weight, but now they're not as strong. Um, you know, they've lost muscle, their right. metabolism has gone way down and any bit of food that they introduce, you know, they're going to just jump right back up. Um, and so there's just a more effective way to do this instead of like crash dieting, instead of trying to, you know, starve yourself instead of just trying to run it all off. Um, and muscle is just so protective muscle, um, is actually, if you want to talk about like, even for longevity goals, muscle they're, they're finding has, uh, you know, so much more value to people, uh, to protect the, the joints, to, you know, keep you able-bodied. Uh, to keep your metabolism at, at, at a nice high point. So, um, but it takes a longer period of time. It takes work. It takes discipline. Um, and it's a message that's not sexy. Right. Because if you're looking at the scale, it's rewarding because it's like, wow, the scale's going down. Look, yeah. I'm doing so great. I'm sweating. I'm doing so great. And, you know, there's all this feedback you're getting um, from these other methods. And um, we have to actually have hard conversations with clients that we want to maintain your weight, you know, or maybe even gain a little bit of weight, uh, before we really even focus on, uh, starting to cut down, uh, and, and why, because, you know, we're building your body first. We got to build that body. We got to build the metabolism up. So you get to a point where you can eat almost too much food. Like you're, you're going through the day and you're like, wow, I'm eating a lot of food. Um, is it time yet? Like, I want my client to get to that point. Uh, and then we can start kind of, you know, shaving down, really focusing on that and keeping the muscle and preserving the muscle by uh, weight training and really like dialing in, um, you know, the, the nutrition. So yeah, it's a completely different approach that we've, we've had more cardio people get upset with us. Uh, oh, mainly I people that, yeah, Oh, <laughs> because it's again, it's it's like it's like taking away somebody's, I don't know, like if they're really, really like, their hobby, coffee, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like, like I love runners coffee that much. Yeah, I'm sure runners get upset because like anyone like that, where it's like literally their life. They're like, what do you mean it doesn't help? But yeah, yeah, and they think we're like haters, you know? And yeah, like, no, 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 we're not saying like don't do cardiovascular exercise. We're just if if you're pursuing fat loss it's not the best strategy yeah. and that's just fact so that's a big one the other one that i didn't mention within that umbrella yeah is the the group x the group training um, all right yep. the orange theory the you know and, and so we've gotten backlash a lot from that because of coaches and you know people that own orange theories and people that go to orange theories or or uh you know crossfit's another big one uh, that's kind of wrapped into, we pissed off a lot of CrossFit people. Um, it's really the, like the cardio and the, in the high intensity, I think people have given us the biggest pushback, right. um, because it's almost like a martyr thing. And it's like, well, I am doing all the work yeah. and I don't want to hear that there's other ways to do it. And that's, that's people's biggest roadblock. Yeah. For sure. That's their biggest roadblock in fitness is thinking like, and I mentioned this earlier, you think you have all the answers if you've been doing something a while. That's for sure. I think people's biggest problem in fitness, you probably agree because you guys tell all those uh, different myths and stuff. But one other thing that I wanted to mention when it comes to that is uh, this is actually personal story. Quick one. Uh, I actually gave my mom your podcast. I just showed an episode. I forget which one it was. It might've been, I think it was just 
it might have been the basics of resistance training or something. I don't know. Oh, okay, good. Uh, more, uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not totally sure which one ones. it was. Uh, whatever, whichever one it was, was it completely changed her view. She's a 51 year old who wanted to lose weight. Oh wow. Um, she's you know what I mean. She's borderline diabetic. All this stuff, and she was like, "In I never pictured her." Sorry, mom, for saying this. I never pictured her <laughs> stepping into a gym and getting a personal trainer. That episode got her into a gym personal training resistance training and before this she was very just like well i don't feel like going five day five days a week i don't feel like doing an hour i don't have time i don't have all of these excuses and i think that applies to just so many people out there with that same mm -hmm. attitude and that way all you got to do is step in three days two three days a week for a half hour i think that's another thing that people fail to grasp Wow, that's awesome, man. I'm stoked your mom got into that. I, I'm still stunned that she she calls me after every single workout. She's going to listen to this and be like, why are you talking about me? But like she, <laughs> she calls me after every workout being like, like this, that it was awesome. So uh, kudos to you guys for being, being able to change people's mindsets like that. Um, so one other thing is I find myself in this conversation with women all the time who are like, I don't, why, I don't want to bulk up. Like, why would I lift weights? I, I'm not trying to bulk up. That That's another yeah. one of these myths out there that if, if I lift heavy, I'm going to get all bulky and I'm going to look like a man, basically. How, what, just give me your argument against that because every time I try to argue it, I sound like an idiot. So coming from someone like you, I think it has a ton of value. Yeah. It's, that's a common one. Uh, yeah. you, you know, I think that was, our third episode or something that we cover is like women's fitness myths because it's that might've been pervade. the one I showed. I'm pretty sure okay. that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it just, it's still super pervasive. Like it's a common thought. Um, I actually had to talk my wife out of that mentality even as well. Uh, she was really into cardio kickboxing and never wanted to lift super heavy because uh, for some reason, um, within a few weeks, she was going to probably, you know, get super yoked like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right. uh, <laughs> like overnight. Um, yeah, I, it, it's so silly and unfortunate because like I said before, how, uh, impactful and how beneficial, you know, muscle tissue is in, in building that within your, your, your frame and your structure and how it balances your hormones. Um, it has just so many different um, benefits to it that translate, um, you know, far beyond, far beyond just looking aesthetically, you know, more uh, attractive. And, and right. for the, it, 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 it's tough because I know Sal uses the example a lot with, he used to pull in one of his trainers who was, you know, like a uh, hundred and, uh, 10 pounds or something. Right. And, um, no, it wasn't 110 pounds. What am I talking about? She was, she looked like she was about 110 pounds. Thank you. Right. And so he, he would mention this to, to a lady that had that sort of idea of like, you know, I don't want to lift weights though. I want to just kind of do cardio, maybe do some circuits and um, high reps. Like, well, yeah. High reps. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's keep the, the toning, the focus. Right. And so um, the, the fact is like either you're building or you're not uh, with muscles. And so, um, you know, you can build, in tone muscles um, uh, while, you know, adjusting your nutrition and you're going to be just fine in terms of like your desired outcome and look. And so back to the story of the lady. Yeah. So, you know, she was actually like a good 20 pounds heavier 
than than this person thought that was sitting at the desk and was like just baffled by that. Uh, and it's because her her body composition was primarily like lean muscle mass, right? Um, and she was more energetic, <laughs> stronger, and and literally had the physique that this lady wanted uh, sitting there, uh, thinking that she needed to keep cut down and, and you know just focus on basically running all these calories off uh, and not building muscle tissue. So um, I think that if more women can get exposed to that um, and understand that feeling stronger makes you feel more empowered too, um, builds that self-confidence up uh, and it just makes you look better. It helps your skin. It, it makes you more vibrant. Um, you know, like uh, there's just so many benefits in that direction versus you know the gaunt eyes the you know loss of hair like you know the, the further down you go and dropping the calories it, it's a spiral that just keeps going right. um and and you just hit that bottom to where um you know you're you're in real trouble and have to to rebuild from scratch so um i think that uh, in terms of bulking um <laughs> good like i it I think more women should, should bulk. And, and that's I such actually, a, it's such a tough word to use too, because when you say bulk, it's, it's, they're immediately out bulk. I don't want to yeah. bulk. Like, uh, so it's almost like there should be a different term for, specifically for women so that it can convince yeah. them. I was trying to think of one. Like, so we did an episode I'll have to shoot that over to you later or whatever, but we did one where I, I was like, we need to talk about this, that yeah. I think more women should figure out how to bulk. I don't know if, Many women, as they train, have considered even eating, you know, in a surplus. Uh, and, and for the most part, it's always like the combination of like, well, I hit the gym, so the calories start shaving down low. And I had so many clients that were just always constantly in a deficit. Right. And that does so much damage to your hormones. And, yeah. and, and it, it does the opposite of what you are seeking. Um, and so you, you, your body starts kind of working against you with that type of a plan. So I think it's just, it, it's one of those, it's a really tough conversation to have uh, with women because it's, there's that immediate sort of satisfaction of, of sweating and, and sort of losing, losing weight on the scale. But I just, I just wish we could shift that over to wanting to, um, you know, look better and feel like feel better in clothes like and have areas of your body shrink and yeah. that be the focus and have you know more definition and so you know eating in a surplus helps you build the muscle to promote that desired physique uh and also like helps to kind of bring everything back to balance um so you feel really good and you're healthy the the, the point of all this is for you to actually find out how to make your body more healthy and then build upon it Exactly. So if you're doing the opposite, you're not being healthy. You're just, you're just starving yourself and you're just going down that, you know, spiral. So I guess that's as good of an attempt as I can get. That's a, that's a great, <laughs> great one. That's better than I've ever explained it. That's for sure. I think on okay. the other side, you have men who, uh, you know, they'll do these strength building programs. They'll do like, they're focused around hypertrophy, like 
that that type of program, almost like a Maps Anabolic, which I'm actually running. I'm finishing it up now. So this is kind nice. of a selfish, selfish question here. Uh, I'm going to Maps Performance, which is completely, pretty much completely different. And it's something yeah. I've never done. And I think it's something many people have not even opened their mind to. Like they're they're stuck in this mode where it's just, I got to build, build, build. I got to do these mm-hmm. hypertrophy programs like anabolic or similar to it. What's the benefit? And I, I already know because I listen to you guys all the time, but I want you to just explain the benefit of performance or performance-based programs as opposed to a strength-building hypertrophy program. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's sort of the other side of the spectrum, right? right. Um, and we, it's, it's been a passion of mine specifically because this is, again, where we're a little different with our backgrounds. Uh, mine has more of a performance-driven sports, you know, athleticism kind of focused um, type of a client or even on myself, right, in terms of how I train. Uh, so for me, I was always open to training for hypertrophy and would do bodybuilder-style workouts. And, you know, my other friends kind of did those, so I would do workouts with them sometimes and kind of vice versa, I'd expose them to more functional type of movements and exercises and things where it's not so stationary and uh, you're not just always in the same plane of motion. So it's, everything isn't just in front of you or in, yeah. behind you. Uh, you actually can move side to side, you can rotate and twist. Um, and there's ways to do that where you get stronger uh, in those types of movements as well. So. Um, the, there's a lot of benefit to that as well. So I would say my biggest contributions to the show have been mobility and, um, and performance driven workouts. Um, and I especially wanted to make it again, back to the whole Fiji, a little bit of sugar. Uh, yeah. I wanted to make it more appealing for a bodybuilder or the person that's always trying to just build muscle. I don't, I don't give a shit about um, doing these weird fancy moves or, uh, <laughs> that's like me, that most- was me for a long time. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly, it's nerve wracking going into it, but I'm excited about it. But yeah, that's, that sums up the attitude that myself and a lot of people have. Yeah. And you're not alone. Uh, I've had to actually talk a few people into it because, uh, it, there's just, uh, it's unfamiliar territory, right? Exactly. And nobody, nobody likes to be a beginner right when they're really getting the hang of it. Um, again, and so that's, that's a real challenge, but think of it like this, that's where all the growth now is You've been growing and growing in in one direction. Um, and inevitably there's a cap to that. Right. Um, in, in terms of like now the, it, it might start to kind of reverse on you. So this is another way to stimulate the body completely differently. Um, and it's, there's more ranges of motion that get exposure that you can strengthen and you can build muscle actually within that frame um, that you can actually complete and support a lot of the main, you know, mover muscles that you've been trying to work on so hard uh, doing these compound lifts. Uh, But now you have an even stronger support system. So uh, I look at it as per, I, from a performance perspective, I'm increasing output. So I'm increasing your, your, your battery. So your battery capacity for a charge. So if I'm, if I'm going to go to the same lift, let's say it's like a backloaded squat. Um, and it's, 
you know, I can, I can lift a decent amount of weight. Yeah. Uh, but if I can generate more force when I need it, say at the bottom of that squat, watch the weight start moving and, and, and how you can start stacking more plates, right. you know, beyond what you're, you're capable of before. And, and the only way to do that is for your joints to provide feedback that everything is safe and stable. Your body has natural limiters for a reason, so you don't get injured. And so what we're, what we're doing with, with our performance-driven workouts, we're strengthening, supporting these joints in, in different planes of motion to then, if anything starts to shift on you, your body will react in, in a strong way to where your supporting cast is now you know, holding everything together so your body doesn't freak out and now you lose a bunch of performance. Right. So it, it's really just plugging a bunch of holes in the training you previously were doing, but it's an ego check. So, you know, you're going to be doing things sure. in there like lunge matrix, which everybody hates me for that one. I was just uh, talking to my friend <laughs> who's right, who's running performance right now. And I was like, dude, how are the matrix lunges? Cause that's the one thing I'm looking at in the program. I'm like, like this is going to be brutal, brutal. but, but he, his question was like, dude, the side mobility, first of all, is, is obviously that's the toughest part, but he's like, when he's turning around in the matrix lunge. So what, what's an example of what someone might watch that and be like, what's the point of doing that? Yeah. That's the way, like you're now placing your body in rotation. Yeah. um, Under control and you're familiarizing that movement pattern. And so you're going to strengthen that when because think of it like real life um, is everything is everything just a barbell that's nice, perfectly balanced, no. <laughs> right? Are you always feet together about hip to shoulder width? You know, nope. it's like we're not, we don't walk around like robots and, right. that's a good and way to li- put it. lifting with 90 degrees. And um, there's so many dynamic moments throughout your day that you don't even realize you're doing. Uh, and you're reaching back for something really quick. Yeah. Like the um, other day, I like, I can shoulder slip. press a decent amount, but like I was taking something out of the attic the other day, trying to hold it over my head. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like did I not gain yeah. any strength? So that's a perfect example. It's just functional strength is, is what it comes down to. Right. Yeah. And if you're not rotating at all, you're, you're weak, you're weak exactly. in rotation. And so you're exposed. Now you're vulnerable um, for something for your body to, a maybe overreact because think about how strong you are in that one direction. Think yeah. about how hard your body's going to fight you when you try to go, go in another way. direction. Yes, right. Yep. So it, the thing is, you can build a strong body with with and just pack the muscles on. Uh, but what good is that if you can't even wipe your ass and 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 turn <laughs> and you know grab something behind you? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's totally a different mindset. And so I understand that. Um, but don't you want to look good and still be able-bodied, you know? You, yeah. And, absolutely. and I mean, the, the tough part for me, the, it, it's almost uh, depressing for me to see old bodybuilders that, um, just have really just broken their bodies and, and they're just, they're just down completely hunched over and, and, and become a shrimp almost. Yeah. And, and, and just all the surgeries. All, and so actually, that, I mean, that's an extreme example of, 
where you could go, but, um, well, I think a, honestly, one, of the, one of the big excuses I hear all the time from, from guys is just, I'm not an athlete. So why do I need to train like an athlete? I'm not LeBron James. Why don't you do what he's doing? Like, I am just going to go to the gym and do my thing and then leave. But what the way you put it, like, yeah, you don't want to be this guy who's moving around. Like think like a robot, like you, like you said, well, not only that, if, if I'd sell that, that person that told you that, that I could get them stronger for sure. You're not going to be able to get as strong if you don't do um, give your body this sort of uh, interruption and new stimulus. And, and also you can strengthen muscles that um, in end ranges uh, where it actually aesthetically even will, will build them differently and yeah. will complement and build a more symmetrical physique. So there's all kinds of different spins or whatever I can put on it, but it's sure. very beneficial. It's very important. Um, and just for the, for the sake of, of maintaining a healthy body, maintaining it into the future, um, you, you need to be able to think a little bit differently about what you're doing in the gym, uh, to, to keep that progress going and, and to prevent and avoid pain in the future that may deter you from, uh, you know, progressing anymore. Yeah. And I mentioned earlier, uh, we're, as we're talking about excuses here, uh, one of the biggest ones is time. And so I, I think even for, especially for people like you who are literally running a business, I can only imagine how hard it is to have work, life, fitness, balance. How do mm -hmm. you maintain it? And what's your advice for people who do use that as an excuse? Yeah, I've gotten this one a few times. It's such a tough question because everyone's different, right? Everybody's different. Everybody's going to prioritize things differently even in different moments of your life it's going to look different like if i was single and um i was just out of college i would be just married to work and right. i would just grind and i would do whatever I, I would take pick up any shift i could um and just get after it just because that's how i'm wired naturally but um as, as things kind of progress, evolve and they got married and I have kids um, and I want to be there for my kids and I want to see their, you know, gymnastic event and their soccer game or whatever. I want to be there physically. And I'm, that's important. That's a priority of mine. Right. Okay? And then seeing my wife is a priority of mine and connecting and maintaining that relationship, seeing my family, and then also just creating space. So, I'm not so ridiculously like fixated on what I'm doing at work and I can yeah. still be kind of a, a reasonable human being to hang out with. <laughs> right. That's a lot to like, there's a lot of things pulling and pushing all at the same time. Always. Yep. So I think my only advice is to really figure out what those priority, what those priorities are for you right now and what you can stretch yourself on and run with for a while. Sometimes I just really want to focus on my family and I just do that. Sometimes yeah. I just really want to do periods of sprints where I work. Listen, this month I am crazy busy. Like this month oh, yeah. for me is crazy busy. Like we we're rocking this month. And so you got to give me some grace yep. and it's communication, I guess is probably my best advice. And my wife and I have gone through a lot of, help with that <laughs> it yeah. means specifically to communicate better and um that 
helps avoid a lot of unnecessary stress and conflict if you're just completely transparent and honest like i have these certain projects and tasks and things that are pulling me and like i would really like to get ahead and focus on that and i need your help and yep. then i can come back and help you with the kids in the house and i can do all these things and go hard then right now i need your help to help me uh and things like that so it's just it's and then i try we try thankfully i have partners that are all as old or you know around the same age and we all yeah. kind of are Can in relate. the same place in life yeah you know so kids are a priority so we try to figure out ways to incorporate them even where we do vacations while we're working and the, the families are there yep. uh too so there's ways to do it i think that this whole um <laughs> martyrdom thing about work is a bunch of bullshit <laughs> that i think it's just it's just, just a bunch of these influencer people that uh you know they have these these groups that they just really want to hammer into you that you know that's the only priority in life is to to get rich and to oh yeah um, i think to, those just sell like, yourself for this the quotes like i don't know i don't even follow these accounts on instagram i just get these quotes all the time like these motivational like don't sleep like those types of uh quotes and it's yeah. just it don't blows sleep when i die yeah it blows my mind how people look at that and they're like hell yeah that's that's what i'm gonna do is just not sleep that's a good idea <laughs> you're, you're not gonna enjoy what, what you're thinking is i'm gonna enjoy this i don't know like 10 years from now right oh yeah okay how many friends are you have left? Right. Like, yeah. No who, who's going to stick around your family? Like, how's your body doing? Right. Like, like now let's go like assess like where you're at uh, once you get there. So it's, I think it's people need to think about that completely differently. Yeah. And I think there is like a movement in that direction of not trying to be this like because I mean we came from the Silicon Valley so it's. <laughs> like that mentality is very rampant where we are it's it's just, just it's kind of the same it's kind of the same here i'm from like right outside of boston and boston's just very blue collar put your head down go to work go yeah. home wake up the next day go like i'm not like that personally but that is kind of the mentality here so it's kind of the same thing yeah i grew up like that i mean i appreciate it i appreciate our work more than that you know just as much as the next guy yeah um but also i want to plant seeds in in people's heads that you can actually do things differently and get yourself out of that hustle you don't have to do that forever is i guess my point yeah it's always nice to like have a good work ethic but you should also probably have friends and like maybe like a girl in your life like something like that yeah. that's that's always good to have too you mentioned having kids and everything and that's not where i'm at yet so i can only imagine like like i'm having a hard enough time right now uh but i mean that when i get to that stage it's going to be tough what you guys talk about fatherhood all the time on the podcast. That's one of the uh, non-fitness related topics that you guys will cover on a lot of episodes. Uh, along with that, what are some of your favorite non-fitness topics to cover on the show? Um, I'm sure COVID's my, probably not one of them. Oh, uh, I could I could <laughs> never talk about it again and just I know. love it. Yeah, yeah, that would be the best thing ever. Actually, um, I think. My favorite thing to talk about is entertainment, uh, mainly because I just like to escape a lot of the stress and the noise. And I, I feel like 
it's kind of where everybody's like enjoying themselves like oh yeah like i did watch that show i did yeah. watch that movie i i went to this um experience and so i'm i'm more inclined to kind of bring that kind of stuff up just because also it's more relatable to me of there's other aspects of life other than yep. just always talking about fitness and you know how to gain muscle and how to lose body fat i mean i've probably talked about a million different ways to <laughs> from a million different angles at some uh, point yeah about. there's only so much you can say before things are repeated so i totally get that yeah and i don't know i i love music um and that's one of my big passions that i haven't got back to yet but i mean i used to play in a band when i was out in chicago and uh, loved every minute of it and what I'll, instrument always uh, i play guitar all right all right cool yeah so i see you got one back there. yeah i was so. gonna say i didn't want to say anything uh, but yeah i got <laughs> one, my, one of my own yeah nice yeah so um i used to play piano too but not as good on the piano i um, i gave up on the piano so quick i that my yeah. my fiance got me one a couple of years ago i was like i want a piano she got me it um, she gets pissed at me every day because the thing's in a box in the garage so oh man tough. it's tough yeah you gotta bust it out I know. yeah yeah but, eventually uh, i'll come back i'll come yeah. back to to the music side of things just because it just fills me up uh in a different way and um and also sports that was a big that's a big thing I like to kind of, and it's hard because <laughs> like Sal just does not have any uh, input with anything yeah. sports related. And so it's like, we kind of do a little bit of UFC and um, <laughs> jujitsu and things I'm not as familiar with, but I love UFC. So yeah. we'll talk about that in boxing and things that's a little more um, relatable for Sal, but um, you know, Adam and I, if it was up to us, we would, probably talk about basketball football baseball like all day long uh i gotta say though it's it's refreshing almost to hear how much sal doesn't know about sports so i i actually write full-time for nbc sports that's my full-time job oh nice but so like just being surrounded by sports all day every day and then hearing uh -huh. sal just be like who are the lakers <laughs> that is that doesn't drive you crazy no uh, yeah well i guess in a sense it does but like it, it's it's honestly hilarious like for example like my fiance doesn't know shit about celebrities right she does it she could look at leonardo dicaprio like he could walk by on the street and she'll be like i don't know who that is that to me that's just refreshing i thought yeah. i usually think the world is just like so involved in like entertainment sports celebrities all this shit and when I see totally. people like that, I'm like, you know what? Like, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that yeah. too. Cause it's, that's kind of how we've all looked at celebrities coming up through this as well Is like, we just have never been in, like in Gaga over anybody. Yeah. And it's always like, you know, like, yeah, I think certain people are cool. If, if they're also like a cool person, right. I'll be like, yeah, they did a great job on that film or, um, you know they played a great game but i'm not going to sit there and idolize because a lot of them are younger than me up. yeah well and also they got some dark stuff in their life that they, that they haven't balanced so it's like why i'm not gonna like lift them up on a pedestal um but i i appreciate them when they're in their thing like if they're like a musician and they're like just insanely talented like i have but for sure honestly for me probably musicians would would give me more starstruck than any other 
type of a thing. Cause I've, I've been around like a lot of the sports guys, the, yeah. the professional sports. And um, I've met a few celebrity movie people and whatnot. It's just like, yeah. You know, I got to ask then who's your favorite musician? Oh, Steve Ray Vaughan. Okay. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. So yeah. anyone who's pretty much just an unbelievable guitarist has your vote, like Jimi Hendrix. I mean, like yeah. I mean, I, I think more in the guitar realm just because, yeah uh that was the first off the top of my mind but i mean there's there's musicians on all levels that i love and respect um that are even and it's funny because the show kind of pigeonholes you into a certain character you know yeah. and so i'm always i'm always known for like just being in the metal and only <laughs> you know and i'm like no 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 i like almost every genre except for country really like, it's right. i can't i can't do it yeah, I'm like I go Johnny Cash and and uh, Aaron Lewis, and that's like as far as there's I go. exceptions. There's exceptions, but what yeah. actually speaking of celebrities, uh, you guys visited Tony Robbins recently. That episode dropped yesterday. Uh, yeah, that had to be an unbelievable experience. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, no, it was pretty surreal. Uh, we all picked him as like one of our. I don't know. It was maybe like a list of like 20 people that we would love to interview if we had the chance. And um, we all collectively were like, you know, we looked up to Tony and everything he's done. And um, I've known personally a couple of people that have really transformed their business and have created these insane careers because of going and attending his events. So I never actually got to go to one of his events, but I definitely was aware of him and all his work. Um, and it was, it was cool because it just came to a point where we kind of forgot about all that. Like, we were just like, you know what, whatever, it's just us. Like right. nobody's, nobody really cares. Like other than our fans, which we love and we're just gonna keep pouring back in them. And, um, it's not about like trying to get the, the name person or whatever. And then he just, um, his trainer, I guess, um, was, uh, I don't know how he found us, but he found us and then wow. was really into our, our content. And I'm pretty sure like he didn't fully admit, but I'm pretty sure he was behind the whole, um, getting Tony to, uh, to look into our stuff. And then they actually invited us out to their place. So we got to go to his house and yeah. you know, see, see everything and his secret passage and go down to his, his studio under there. Unbelievable. It was, trip, man. It was super cool. So yeah, it was, it was a really fun trip and just kind of like one of those, it's not going to do a lot for our business, but, um, just for each one of us personally, like we just, we all got a lot out of that because it Bucket was list. like, Oh wow. You know? Yeah. It's like, Oh wow. We can now talk to people like that. That's right. right. So yeah, it was what, pretty cool. Th so is that, uh, that has to be one of your, like we made it moments. Is there any others that stand out? Like, wow, this is surreal. Like, we were really here. Yeah, for me, it was, it was another thing like that. Like, like I was always really self-critical about putting out content because I wanted my peers to like what I, what I was putting out. And I didn't want them to, you know, criticize too hard. And, um, you know, like I was, I was hoping for that approval. Uh, and I've, I've worked my way out of that mentality and just really just kind of focused on, um, being confident and I know a lot and I've had a lot of experience to, to share. And so we just, we, we, we 
you know, sort of focused more on like what we were bringing in to the table. And, and so once I, once I got through that, you know, it, it'd be cool if, if, if some of these peers of ours like did pay attention, but um, we got a little bit here and there, but the one that really stuck out that we're, okay. You know, this was another, I think we made it kind of yeah. appealing was when Joe DeFranco started connecting with us. And then um, what we found out he was like a fan of ours and we're like, no way did Joe DeFranco. Cause I personally had his DVDs when I was in college um, and he put out a lot of content for, for football. Um, and I used that for the off season. And so it was really just cool that he gave us sort of a head nod of approval for what we were doing. And then we love what he was doing. And he was like a super cool guy at the same time where he wasn't like, um, you know, he, he, he wasn't like some of the other people in the industry oh, that yeah. kind of snub their, their nose at you. And, um, you know, think that their shit never stinks. And right. it, he, like the realest, coolest kind of guy that I've met so far in our space. And um, so that was a really cool moment. I was like, oh man, you know, Joe DeFranco's behind us. I'm like, I don't care what anybody says now. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, that, so, yeah. so what's, what's next for you guys? Like, how do you get to that next step? What, what's, what's in the pipeline that you can share? I'm sure there's a lot of secret stuff going on behind the scenes. Um, you know, there's, there's more work on, on interviews that were, so we brought some people on staff that are kind of helping us with that to try and get a little like more, I guess, known people that have a, something cool about them or something to say that, uh, we want to, that we align with. So for the most part, we will bring in people that we don't align with as long as we tried. Let me rephrase that because we tried to do that and, and do the whole debate thing. And, uh, and we did that a few times, but it was really only to show them how similar we were. Right. Uh, and, and so we did that with, with some trans athletes and we had, um, you know, we had that discussion with them. And, um, and also just like, there's love, like it's, it's all from a place of like, we can agree to disagree, um, that kind of thing. But I feel like our direction now is just more trying to find people that have a really positive message that is sort of, you know, a loud megaphone that we want to turn on to our audience as well. Um, and so we're just looking for those kind of bigger, um, bigger voices out there to bring on the show uh to get the word out and align with on some level because uh we need to we all need to kind of unify and, and bring this back because uh everybody's so just divided and, and against each other these days that i i'm just like let's bring in all the positive vibes Love that. so we're working on you know bringing some big names on the show uh, to kind of follow up and um, and we're also like again like I said we're working on like four programs this year so I, we have one that we're going to release this this uh, month oh, awesome. and um, yeah so it's it's totally it's a totally cool program that kind of fits within our um, fits within our, our sort of um, you know collection yeah. of all, all of our because we've had a lot of different directions we've taken these programs for different attributes and this one fits nicely for that 
uh, one piece that we uh, bring up, but we, we haven't really built the program around yet. Um, and so a couple other programs and then we may start, I don't know, it's, it's kind of up in the air. We may, we may end up doing some live events at some awesome. point again, which we haven't done for a couple years now. Um, yeah. And if that, if that makes sense, I love them personally um, because it's really cool to, to hear people's stories and, you know, how certain things have impacted them. And right. Um, so that always fills us up, but I, yeah, we're kind of leaving it up, up in the air for that working hard on, you know, other parts of the business that uh, people don't know about <laughs> that, that we uh, simultaneously run. Um, so yeah, we're making, making moves. Sure. That's awesome, man. Well, you guys are killing it. Uh, I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what these programs are because, I mean, all, all the programs that I've tried so far have been very beneficial, so I can only imagine these ones are going to be great. Uh, is there anything else you would like to promote before we wrap up here? Anything else you want to plug? Um, no, just our YouTube channel. Um, we're, we're putting a lot of effort into that. We're rearranging the studio, so we're going to have a whole new look, and we, we, we've been getting a lot of good traction there um and we want to keep that going so the mind pump tv is uh you know where we'll have our podcast channel and also our sort of exercise demos and things um and then our podcast is really the only thing i mean everything from there you'll find our website you know mindpumpmedia.com uh it's got all the programs all the info about us all that kind of stuff but um instagram is where i'm at in Adam and Sal's now on Twitter. So yeah. <laughs> they don't like them so much on Instagram these days. So, <laughs> Hey, you know, like it may be a matter of time before I go and, and Adam goes so these days, I don't go knows, quite man. as hard as Sal, but so we'll know. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, I'm just going to try and keep connected to people and, and try to be a positive light out there and force to, to get people out of this funk. That's awesome, man. That's a great way to end it. Uh, I appreciate everything you guys do. You guys, like I said, changed my outlook on fitness, changed a lot of people's. So I appreciate that. And of course, appreciate you coming on the show today too. So thanks, Justin. Yeah. Uh, have thanks a great for having rest me, man. I appreciate Ab it. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your day and good luck to everything you guys are uh, doing behind the scenes. Right on, man.